The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. We're glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to create a life that's intentional and dynamic? Welcome to The Intentional Spirit with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome everyone and thank you for tuning in today. It's always a pleasure. I love doing these shows. I love um, meeting and connecting with intentional spirits. Um, I, I tell you, I, I've had the good pleasure due to Unity Online Radio to meet some of the most profound and um, dynamic people that I've ever met in, in my life. And, and many of us, um, as far as the people I'm, I'm interviewing, we, we go on to be, um, you know, great friends. In this case, it's a little different today because for about 30 years, this incredible human being that walks the earth has already been a friend of mine and his beloved assistant, coach, wife, best person, uh, Diane. So the the one and only Dr. Dennis Merritt-Jones has graced all of us through the years. And I'm not being fluffy. I'm being real with many books, uh, The Art of Being, uh, The Art of Uncertainty, um, redefining, redefining Your Purpose. And he's going to say that better. I do know it. We actually did a study group with his book. So without further going on and on, uh, Dennis, welcome to our show. I'm so glad you're here. Andy Ho, Sister T, it's good to be with you, my friend. Oh my gosh, we we go back, we go so far back, right? I mean, to those of you tuning in in other parts of the country, I know a lot of our audience is um, less than 24. So uh, Dennis and I were together and built a great friendship long before uh, cell phones. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's so true. Right. Right. And, and, and the right. irony is, the irony is that we live less than three miles apart right now, and I very seldom get a chance to see you. <laughs> yes, yes, it, it's so true. You live right, right down the road. Well, and now people would go, "Oh, I understand that because of COVID." And and just to clarify, right. that is a part of it. Um, right. Dennis has a nice boat he likes to share. So he yeah. not only has a boat, he certainly has learned in life how to row his boat. So I know <laughs> for sure that, um, you know, I already know uh, some of your, your top achievements in your life. One would be that you are, that you are healthy and that you're a vibrant and you're busy living, not busy dying. So I want to mm. honor you for that. So you're, you're definitely in that model leadership model category you take good care of yourself which makes you in some cases uniquely different as a spiritual model and difference maker 
And I know that you would say some of your greatest achievements are your um, re your relationship with your beautiful, amazing um, wife and um, co-partner and, and best person in how she supports your work. And yeah. um, Diane, uh, Lady yeah. Di, Diane Jones, and your daughter and your daughter-in-law and your, your grandson and your dog named Max. So many yeah. of us are fans and follow um, stories and blogs about your incredible dog uh, named Mac. And I know and those too. are some of your greatest achievements. Thank but you. what I would like to know um, within the, the heart of you today is what, um, what was the crossover? I mean, early days you were a musician. Um, you were on the singing circuit, and we laugh because I know you have a photo that you look almost identical to Kenny Rogers. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, there was something that occurred. There was a defining moment. There was a, 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 a space within you that you decided to become an intentional spirit, which is always part of what the people tuning into our show love to hear is like, what is it? What door opened? What window? What door closed? Um, what is part of your incredible journey? Well, I'd love to say that I made the transition from from who I was back in the day when I was doing music and uh, just out of college and whatnot into the the morphing into the the person who was, began a spiritual quest and has been on it now for forty plus years, forty five years. Uh, I wish I could say that it came from inspiration, but it didn't. It came it came like for many of us who make the leap into a higher level of life potential. It, it came from desperation, from pain. You know, my life as a musician had really hit hit a wall, and and I was going through a divorce and. And uh, to say that that I was unhappy would be an understatement. I just I had no sense of purpose or or sense of connection with life. My musical tr career was okay. I was sustaining myself, but it wasn't it wasn't uh, taking me to the to up the elevator right. I'd like to have had to the next level of being a musician. And maybe that was because there was something deeper in me calling me in a different direction. But one one night while <clears throat> watching television and literally. I was, uh, you know, my life was on fire. Uh, and I, I turned on the TV and, and uh, Dr. Frank Richelieu, who at that time was the minister at the Redondo Beach Church of Religious Science, was talking. And he, as I switched on the TV, I was channel surfing between baseball innings. I was watching the ball game. <laughs> just like back in 1977, 76. And he, the word, first words out of his mouth hooked me. And they, 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 immediately that fire in my my soul. I felt it being quenched. And and the next day I was on the phone, uh, looking for more information about this teaching that he was espousing. And that was my introduction to a new way of life. And my life from that night, literally from that night forward, has never been the same, because I opened myself to the idea that there was more for me to go be and do and that the pursuit of new thought metaphysics was the doorway that allowed that to happen and here I am what 45 50 years later uh, and my life is unspeakably great in every way shape and form I'm not bragging I'm just overwhelmed with the the degree of 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 lovely uh, 
corners of of my experience that I have. Like you said, I have a beautiful relationship, a beautiful family. Uh, I I love living on the water in Florida. I've got a a great life. I also am continuing to do my mentoring with people all over the world via Zoom and telephone. And and now six books under my belt, and I'm, I'm able to connect with people in a way that that I know that who I am and the thoughts and ideas that have moved through me in the last uh, 30, 40 years are being taken via print, you know, books into places in the world that I could never go. And uh, to, to know that uh, that that imprint that started out with Frank Richelieu affecting me in the way he did uh, has traveled through, through so many iterations of, of my uh, my life experience to this moment in time. So, and that's really what gave birth to the books that I've written too. Is that each one came from a deeper realization of of my purpose, my direction, and what I was here to do. So. Yeah, and I, I just realized, you know, in all these years we've been together, as many dinners as we've had and as many times as we've been out on the boat, I um, it just it just grabbed me um, because um, there were a number of defining moments for me or in your book's case, redefining moments with um, right. with Frank Richelieu. And I, I didn't that know was. that in commonness. I'm sure you've told it, but I'm, I'm hearing it today in a different way is yeah. that. Um, Frank Richelieu, I will always remember when he when he said something, I'm paraphrasing somewhat, but he said, if I'm if I'm walking from California to North Carolina and by way of walking through Texas, I get a pebble in my shoe and I'm still headed to North Carolina. It's not necessary that I go all the way back to Texas to take that pebble out. (laughs) I can take that pebble out now. And that stood you know has stayed with me all all these years um and really uh you know meant so much to me and and um and here you are now the not that you're trying to be like him or anything and please i don't mean it that way but you're now the frank richelieu to tens of thousands of people you know there's somebody out there saying today you know, back when I was at a class and I heard Dr. Dennis Bear Jones and he said, and then I, you know, got a new idea. So we bless all of those before us and, and we bless our ability to do the work yeah, right, gotcha. right now. And, gotcha. um, and I understand, you know, you're on Unity Online Radio today and um, this is the way consciousness works because um, you're here on the show and I wanted to... Uh, on behalf of Unity Online Radio and the Unity Movement and the other organizations, I want to congratulate you for being a Walden Award winner Yay, and tell yeah. us um, what that is about. But before you tell us, I want to just say that when you were saying a while ago, um, you know, I don't want to feel like I'm bragging. I I call those birthing rights, not bragging rights. Um <laughs> Because um, we earned those stripes. You know, I think you know me well enough to know that I believe you were born once and that was your parents or somebody else's job. And the birthing is your job. So you have all the birthing rights today, sir, that you could possibly want. So tell us, you know, who you are and what you've accomplished because it's been a lot. And you're an aspiration, an inspiration. To, to so many people tuning in. So 
What is the uh, Walden Award, and um, how did you get your name on one? <laughs> well, you know, I was I was delighted and surprised. I had no idea it was coming. It's it's an award that is sponsored by or, or elected by the the primary New Thought organizations, such as Unity, UCSL, and Agape. I um, uh, I, I can't rec- remember all seven of them. I think there are seven different organizations. Anton. Probably Association of Global New Thought Foundations. And and somehow my my name was nominated as one of the recipients in the New Thought uh, category. And I was just honored to to receive that. Because what it acknowledges to me is that what I have done and been able to take the, the nugget of ideas that I discovered through specifically studying science of mind and Ernest Holmes, has spilled over into a much larger audience and venue of all new thought communities combined. And I love the idea that it shows what we have in common rather than the differences that we might have. There's really only one of us here, you know, (laughs) and the organizations combined help give platform for that in so many beautiful ways. Well, my hat goes off to you, and congratulations! Thank you. It, it's I'm, a I'm, great, it's a great honor. And yes. you have um, six books, and those of you tuning in, either online live now or audio listening on Unity Online Radio, or those of you that are tuning in later, you know, please go to Dennis Merritt Jones. That's with two R's and two T's. Dennis Merritt Jones. Uh, dot com, and you'll see just um, incredible work. You'll see immediate insight. You'll see his six books listed, um, and um, you will also see that he is a feature writer, uh, not only for the uh, Guide for Spiritual Living, which is known to a lot of us as the Science of Mind magazine, but also to um, the Huff Post, the Huffington Post. So you have um, it, it's just incredible, and. Um, the first book that you wrote, was it The Art of Being? The very first book I wrote was the How to Speak Science of Mind, which which oh, is your yeah. companion book to yours, How to Speak Unity. Um, right. and, and I forgot I, about that. That's so true. Yes, yeah. we, we're cousins with, with right. that. And out of that then came The Art of Being, 101 Ways to Practice Purpose in Your Life. And out of that came The Art of Uncertainty, which... I'd love to talk to you for a minute or two about because it's it's had a resurgence of popularity. It was written you know eleven years ago, uh, mm-hmm. and and it's it's re- had a resurgence of 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 interest in, uh, because what we're going through right now is is a, a culture, a people, you know, a species with this pandemic and politics and all things that are going on. There's a lot of uncertainty floating around in people's hearts and minds, and there's a, there's a lot of fear because of that. And The Art of Uncertainty, How to Live in the Mystery of Life and Love It, is really a book that speaks to those uh, those needs and questions in deep and profound ways that take people and give them tools to navigate the uncertainty in their lives in ways that changes their experience of what is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I recall one time you were telling me that you're in Paris, and that was a big bestseller of theirs, The Art of Uncertainty. Well, it was It just made your day. Of course it would. 
um, yeah. that you were in another country and they were featuring uh, your book. But but, but Temple, in that, coolest... in what you're talking about with COVID and everything, and it's just yeah. simply the signal that I'm talking on top of you because you know sure. me, I don't do that. Um, <laughs> give us give us some um, you know some insights with the book that dip in. And then uh, people can order it either through Amazon or through your uh, website. But dip in and give us some some wonderful breaths of conversation that we can hold on to right now. Because what I'm seeing so much is how many people actually live in a reality of can't wait to have it the way it used to be, which there's no such thing. And um, how people are anxious because they want to think ahead the event. So speak right. to those. Well, we, you know, uncertainty is, uh, 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 we were born into uncertainty. Think about it. We come from the ethers of the unknown. Who knows? I mean, this is the greatest mystery of all is where we come from. Nobody can really say where that is. And we land in these bodies, these garments of flesh and bone that we live in for a, a number of years, you know. And, of course, the, bo- the body is nothing more than a carbon-based, biodegradable, disposable vessel that <laughs> our soul nature rides around in, and, and then ejects it one day and returns back into the ethers. And that in itself is a grand mystery. Who can who can even fathom that, that where, where we come from and where we go when we leave here is beyond the, the veil as far as understanding it. And yet the reality is between the time we get here and the time we leave is no less a mystery. It's no less mm-hmm. uncertainty. It's just that we pretend that it's not until something scary like COVID-19 pops up. And then all of a sudden, everybody, we go unconscious and we forget that life has always been a mystery. But now we're forced to deal with it in a way that uh, is uncomfortable. So, mystery, you know, we, we, we can run, but we can't hide. Mystery is, is the, the given uh, pathway of life. And we can either learn to embrace it and live with it consciously and intentionally and proactively, or we can live with it unconsciously and fearfully and reactively. And either way, we're going to yield the results of that consciousness. So. That, that is part of what I, I love about the fundamental teachings uh, that we that we practice and that we uh, it's our intention as intentional spirits to live in every day because you really do move into a place of just being comfortable with the mystery. And actually, you get to a place where you don't really want to know um, because when you pre-think something, then there's an agenda that's already brought to the table yeah. about how how something's going to be. And so you go from you know, being comfortable with the mystery, which then brings in the gifts of, or at least I speak to my own life, it brings in the gifts that you have as a mystic, because we're all mystics, but because we're so bombarded with, with calendars and events and importance and titles and, you know, all of those things that, um, there's not the space for the, for the new to, um, evolve. Well, you know, I say in the book, I say, you know, there are two kinds of mystics, optimistics and pessimistics. Right, right. <laughs> and, exactly. and we have a choice, you know, which which one of those we want to live in, because because which, whichever attitude we take, that's what we're going to create. And an optimist is looking up and tr- 
trusting there's something within them that knows how to get them, take them to what's next, where the pessimist is looking down and very fearful to move forward. You know, I use the analogy in the book of, of birds and how birds are born with some innate knowing how to get to what is next uh, when it comes time to leave the nest. There's something within them that knows how to fly. You know, nobody ever taught the bird how to fly, but there's an innate knowingness within the bird that knows how to be a bird. But in order for the bird to fly, it has to come to the edge of everything it's ever known and leave the nest, literally, and lean over and fall into the call of gravity and fly. And metaphorically speaking, I mean, if if the beloved would instill that ability and instinctual knowledge within a bird how to be what it came here to be, if it did its part, wouldn't the beloved also bestow within each of us the same wisdom and knowledge to do not not to fly physically, but to fly metaphorically forward in our lives to what is next when we leave the comfort zone of the nest of the known. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's it, yeah. it's beautiful in nature how there there appears to be a great comfort in just being in the space that they're at. And being happy being a bird, you know, yeah. and if they're, if they're chosen to be the leader of the birds, then that's beautiful. But if they're not, that's not a disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I use I use nature as, as one of my greatest teaching tools when I'm, you know, mentoring with people. I say, if you want to really learn how to be rather than do, go sit in a garden and watch a rose. Watch a watch a tree. How it just it be it bees what it is. It's not doing anything, you know. And there's an inherent life force within that that living thing that knows how to push out. In in uh, in the book, I talk about the three miracles. I, I'm sure you're you're familiar with the three miracles. I my friend Dwayne Elgin talked about it in his book, The Living Universe. The first miracle is that that anything exists. And, and just to sit and contemplate that, that that thought is quite amazing. That we go outside at night and look up at the stars and observe how profound it is that, that we're here and that anything exists at all. That's a miracle. And the second miracle is that living things exist. You know, dogs, rose bushes, palm trees, things that have life force pushing through them that, that is essentially saying, i got to be more tomorrow than I was yesterday. You know, it's just this, this innate knowing that there's more for this living thing to be. And then the third miracle is living things exist that know they exist. That's the pinnacle right there, self-awareness. Most people don't stop to think how profound it is that we can step out, have a thought, think a thought, have a feeling or an emotion, and then step outside of it and analyze it, look at it, observe it, and interpret it. That's profound because that puts us in a, an evolutionary place where no other living creature has the ability to be self-aware. And then think and choose again if we don't like what, what is. Those are by far the miracles, aren't they? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and really, I teach that as a self-inquiry practice. Sit and think. You know, think about those three miracles and, and 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 have a thought and then look at that thought and next time you have an emotion or feeling, 
analyze it and ask yourself, what thought did I just have that triggered this feeling or emotion? Because the emotion didn't sh- didn't show up on its own. It's sponsored by or, or evoked from a thought or a belief. So, so you know, as spiritual detectives, we can always go back to find our way back to first cause or, or relative first cause and find out what's causing our experience. And if we don't like the experience, we have to go back and change the cause and stop beating on the experience. And it, it what fascinates me and uh, when people are willing to reflect, you know, what's going on with them emotionally in front of me, you know, or I can intuitively feel it. It always fascinates me that I would say 9.9 times out of 10, it's not even related to the person or the event that they're talking about. <laughs> it true. goes back, you know, and that, that's exactly what you're, what you're saying is that it goes back to something that occurred some other time, some other space, some pebble in their shoe, some other mm. time. Um, and that, that is the reality. And if people would take the time to do that inner work and self-reflection before they start making the thing or the person that is what is perceived as against them, or if it's not against them, not for them, then they get a whole other, other feeling with that. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, that's great to do that work. So this is called the book, the art of uncertainty and you can go to DennisMerrittJones.com or you can go on Amazon. All his right. books stack up very nicely there. <laughs> also, may I mention that I'll be doing a four-week class, Zoom class, on the Art of Uncertainty on the CSL platform uh, starting September 14th. For those who would like to join me on that, you can go to their their website, CSL's website, and find the education page and sign up for the class. It's a four-week class, and it'll be archived, so if this program plays after that date, you can still go and uh, take the class via the archives. I'd love to have people join me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, This show is live today, so it gives them plenty of time, or even people that listen to it later. Um, It will be there. So is that CSL.org, or what is the website? Yeah, Yeah. or they can go to my website and click on the, the events calendar. It's there, too. Just okay. Very good. So Dennis Merritt Jones, two R's, two T's, Jones.com. Right. <laughs> right. So I'm a promoter of yours too, as you can tell. I've done that a couple of times in my life. Once or twice, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, once or once or twice. So um, when uh, people have approached you, we've got probably another minute or so before we we go on break. But when people have approached you with um, concerns about about COVID. Uh, and that kind of energy, um, what are uh, as an insider too, and we can pick back up on it, but um, what what's your uh, medicine, if you will, that, that you give towards that? Well, I, I can quote the great teacher, this too shall pass. Mm-hmm. And and we can either learn to rail against it and push against it and or pretend that it's not there and the scientists say it is. So it's a, it's a matter of staying elevated in consciousness to, to not give this thing any more power than it deserves. And it's already yet, right? It's already getting. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Go visit at simplehates.com, our First Unity Spiritual Campus. We'll be right back
Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to The Intentional Spirit with Reverend Temple Hayes. tuning in. We're talking to the New Thought recipient of the Walden Award, Dr. Dennis Merritt Jones. He is the author of six books. He is a mover and shaker, and he models life in the way that um, is an inspiration for so many and all over the world. And he's a contributing author to the Guide for Spiritual Living, the Signs of Mind magazine, and the Huffington Post. And and I I really admire that uh, so much about you, Dennis, because often um, people that are in the speaking industry, um, and I was a late bloomer in that as well, did not uh, have the hold the capacity that we could also be a writer. And um, I would say more than most um, new thought leaders, you have been uh, a shining light in that department and encouraged so many people to to do so, you know, so uh, congratulations. We were talking um, during our break a little bit about um, where we are at this particular time. And um, you were you were talking about a key component that would really behoove everyone, and that's called compassion. Um, share yeah. some of your thoughts about that. And because words mean um, so many different things to different people, what does that mean to you, and how does that impact us now? Well, it, right now, it, it, there, we're, I don't think we've seen quite the polarization that we're experiencing right now, and certainly in the United States, uh, where, where such palpable divisions between people. And when that happens, we end up, you know, uh, being judgmental, and we end up being a little bit cold-hearted and, and unkind to people without really realizing that everybody has their own story, you know. Uh, the the uh, article that I was mentioning will be in this the November issue of the uh, Science Mind magazine. It's about authentic compassion, and and what I what I like to uh, point out is that we can't get to 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 true authentic compassion without first going through empathy and then sympathy. We have mm-hmm. to understand the difference between those three things, because compassion embodies empathy and sympathy. Uh, so to clarify, empathy is, is our ability to feel what another person feels, okay? to, to, to have a shared feeling of what another person is feeling. And, and empathetic people uh, have the ability to, to uh, experience other people's feelings and evoke uh, uh, words, thoughts, deeds, and actions that take them to Sympathy, which is understanding. Sympathy is understanding what another person is going through, understanding their feelings, relating to their feelings, and understanding how they got to those feelings, how how they're feeling the way they're feeling. And then compassion takes empathy, which is being able to feel somebody else's experience, roll it into to sympathy, which is to identify with and relate to and understand another person's experience. And then compassion is taking that awareness and putting wheels on it. Compassion is understanding, 
feeling somebody else's pain, understanding it, and then doing something proactive about it. That's what authentic compassion is, is our ability to take our thoughts and feelings that we're having, the awarenesses we're having about what somebody else is going through, and do something to help alleviate suffering for them. I love that. Um, one of the practices I use um, that you're kind of bringing to light for me, because I think I just have developed the the habit, if you will, of doing it, is is when it comes to a situation or set of people, I will say, uh, please help me know what I can't hear and what I can't see. Mm. Um, because often those are our filters. You know, we're we're, as you said, quick to judge by what we hear, and and usually it's interpreted by somebody else, not even the right. person, especially right. if you're talking the media. You know, it, I've had many experiences where what I told the media is not what they even came close to printing <laughs> at all. So yeah. that's well, they, always... That's because they listen, with, right? with pre, they listen with predisposed ideas, and, mm-hmm. and that's the problem. When we, we judge someone, we build a story around their behavior, and rush to a conclusion and build a story around it that supports that belief before we really have been able to jump into their shoes, feel what they're feeling, understand it, and then do something proactive about it. Yes. Yeah, Ab- absolutely. Absolutely. Um, that that deep level of, of compassion. Um, we'll keep talking. You're on a roll. You're touching our hearts. We're getting lots of great <laughs> feedback today. Well, <laughs> c- c- compassion is is something that we 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 definitely need now. I mean, what's going on in this country with the polarization, especially with politics? I mean, we're 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 all going to get through the COVID crisis uh, on the other end. This too will pass, and and what it's doing is giving a lot of us uh, the ability to to. Um, find ways to be connected to other people without physically being in their presence which is a which is a really powerful practice for us to to uh, to do but what's going on in the political arena has caused so much division and polarization and with that comes hard feelings even among family family members are so far apart in some families that it is they won't speak to each other they've gone separate directions because they have different opinions about politics and with that comes cutting off feelings and emotions and that's i'm speaking firsthand with this because i have that going on with members of my own family and it's it's profoundly sad and and i the best thing i can do is try to put myself in one of my family members shoes to identify how he's feeling to try to understand it and then do something proactively that does not offend him but lets him know he's not alone. And uh, uh, his anger about what's going on on the planet and his his apparent inability to do something about it. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, absolutely. It, it, it's showing up and we're being called to go deeper and one of the things that I, I've been saying for a while is from task to mask. And, um, you know, that that is another layer that that we're all kind of experiencing now is because uh, we're all, you know, I'm especially uh, speaking in the States. We're busy, active, you know, led by calendars, go people. 
And, yeah. um, and this kind of, um, you know, go sit in the corner and take time out, um, has lasted. And what I'm finding it is, it is bringing the opportunity for people to not only deepen that self-reflection that you were talking about, but, um, I'm finding my heart is open even so much more, or you can pick the other route that, that you're addressing. You can pick the route of division you can yeah. pick the route of because we're feeling things uh, at such a level now because uh, busy making really keeps us from feeling many times, uh, you know. And so um, there's a depth of sensation that's going through us now that is uh, really has a great potential to shape shift us into right. a whole new value system, hanging on to a lot of the values that we have but further yeah. defined yeah. or yeah, yeah, you yeah. say um these are by far your your redefining your redefining moments uh, one of the other quotes that has stayed with me all my life is never sacrifice principle not even on a special occasion yeah. we're and that's robert bitzer right. as you know right. and we are having a special occasion right now oh yeah and now as leaders is where we're called to to show people that um that there is a there is a way to walk through and with all this with with grace. Yeah, you know one of the ways that we do that, I think Temple is a simple spiritual practice called mindfulness. Mm-hmm. You know, if we can practice remembering to to be present in our bodies, call our minds thinking our thinking minds back into our bodies, and they're so projected out in the future or dragging the past behind us right now. If we can just be present in the moment and and do that, practice that third miracle that I talked about was of self awareness. Be aware of what you're thinking. Be aware of what you're feeling. And if you don't like what you're thinking or feeling. Be willing to challenge the belief behind it that's causing those thoughts and feelings. It's it, you know, it's 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 a it's a practice in itself. Mindfulness is one of the key elements in uh, in the book. You're redefining moments. The whole purpose of that book is to guide people back to who they were the minute they were born, before the world got a hold of us and started labeling us with all kinds of definitions. That, that we ended up living up to, or in some cases down to, you know, from the very beginning. Our gender, our, our uh, an age, an ethnicity, you know, smart, dumb, small, tiny, big, fat, uh, ugly, beautiful, all the labels that get stuck on us as we grow, those labels end up defining us until we learn to return back to who we were before those labels had been adhered to us and define ourselves based on that truth, which is we are one. We are a spark of the original divine flame. We are one with life, with God. And when we can begin to define ourselves from that awareness and bring that into our daily lives, that's when mindfulness, the practice of remembering to remember who you really are, pays off. Because you live up to a higher standard of being rather than doing. And that is so powerful and um and and so timely. I love how this worked out that um you were able to be on the show today. Yeah. Because uh there's so many appreciative people out there going, Oh yeah, this is such a, a, a timely subject as Carolyn said, this is what's up on the platforms right now of 
giving people an opportunity to look at it. And in so many different ways, whether it was Ernest Holmes or later quoted by Wayne Dyer, you know, we quote these people and realize that often they aren't the originator. They're just, you know, we're all just kind of recycling material and, and uh, because it's coming through us as, as channelers, but I've always loved that I'm having an experience, but I'm not the experience. And, and I think that's the part for, you know, um, in the practice of what you and I talk about sometimes when we're holding each other in prayer or, or whatever we're doing or supporting each other in our careers or, or whatever, um, that we always re-emphasize to one another that, you know, the hurricane is is not me. <laughs> the mm-hmm. COVID is not me. The the election is not me. Uh, the I am which I am is, is so much more than any of those things. And it's an experience that I am having. And right. that's the part that we want to have breath-giving moments and and realize that um, we are choosing how much time and attention we give to any of these things. We want right. to be wise. We want to use inner wisdom, of course, but it, it we want to really be aware of, um, I mean, the time that you and I are spending on the radio show today, um, almost an hour, is about across the board how much time somebody gets at their end of life memorial (laughs) it's about the same amount of time even if you're famous you know when you go longer than an hour hopefully you have some really good stuff (laughs) (laughs) right to keep people's attention but um you know within that hour it's like what do you want to remember that's what helps me what do you want to remember that that people really remember about you what what did you make matter in in your life and that's what i love about the practices and the exercises and and the books that you've offered because you know the kind of work you're talking about dennis i i think that there's often a a time that you know when people say that you know what this stuff is so simple well bless you Thank you. Yes. The theory may be simple, but the practice, it's like I was reading on Facebook. I actually said this on Sunday. If you want to see how kind you are, get behind somebody going slow in front of you yeah. in an automobile. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm writing an article right now on kindness and that's exactly right. It's all a matter of perspective. Yep. Yep. It's all a matter of perspective. So, so where do where do you go from here, Mr. Jones? Um, for those of you that are wanting to keep up with Mr. Jones and the Joneses, I mean, good luck with that. But, but yeah, where right. um, where do we go from here um, well, in our I, in our lives? Yeah. Um, that's one space. But also, where what are your next um, phases? Your next? Are we going to have a seventh book? Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm contemplating right now. I, uh, I'm letting the letting it settle into my bones. Anybody who's ever written a book, as you know, uh, once you uh, let it have its way with you, it takes over, and and it it can be an all-consuming experience. <laughs> and and you have to be prepared once you saddle that horse to ride it. And uh, uh, this book. Is I this you know this book is the one that probably 
uh, could not have been written until now because it's, it need, I needed to be in the position in my life I am today. And frankly, I think the COVID situation has helped uh, put me in that state of awareness. The, the working title of the book is The Art of Surrender. Oh, wow. Oh wow, that's a good one. Yeah, well, and and, and who that seems to be the the greatest challenge almost every human being on the planet has is letting go of the need to control. Mhm. And it's not it's not like I give up, it's like I give up. You know, I give I I I become lighter literally. And uh, so I, I haven't fleshed it out yet, but that's that's the working title, and and um, I think that's what's left for me to know more about. I've discovered that every book I've ever written came because I needed to know more about that subject, and as I wrote it, I learned about it. It's not like I wrote it as an authority, but in ex- picking a title and a theme and unfolding it, I would force myself to go deeper into the understanding of what it was to make sure that the words I wrote were authentic, that they were just what wasn't spiritual pablum or, or thoughts and ideas that were regurgitated from somebody else's uh, books, that they were really things that I'd processed in my own state of being, consciousness, and, and actualized. You know, it's, it's one thing to, to, to write words. It's another thing to, to let words be birthed through you because you know that they're true, but they're authentic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as admirable it is for some people to have a ghostwriter, you can really tell it when you meet them. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, you know, you can. You can really tell. You, if you're listening and you're intuitive, you can go, I loved your books, but I, I don't think you wrote them. When you yeah. meet you, you know <laughs> that you wrote the book. You know that you visited with them. They're your friends or, or like your children, kind of. That there's yeah. this deep, rich, you know, relationship that that you True. have with them, you know, for sure. So I'm I'm happy to hear that uh, you're going to be working on one, and we need to uh, get your teachings on the institute. That's the Institute for Leadership and Lifelong yeah. Learning, known as ili.org, um, because uh, it would be great to have some of your um, things featured. And we are aligning with uh, major magazines and all different kind of things now. So it's a whole new world going on in our direction, too. And um, we must get caught up about that. But um, let's delve into, because we have a a few more um, powerful minutes for you to share. So so, so, um, there's this window and someone is saying, what is the most important uh, spiritual tool that you refer to in your life? Hmm. Well, I, I, I circle back to mindfulness. Okay. Your, your willingness to call yourself to be in the present moment, irrespective of what's going on, what's on TV, what the weather, the hurricanes, all, all the things going on in life, you know, that, that they seduce our minds out of our present moment bodies and, and they're off to the races. Mindfulness is, is really the practice of recalling our minds and being present in our bodies and being witness to our thoughts, words, deeds, and actions. That is the most powerful place to be, to be conscious and present in the moment and with the willingness to hold yourself accountable for thinking up rather than down when you catch yourself thinking down. Not easy. That's why it's really helpful to to live, have a, be in a spiritual community such as yours, Temple, or, or you know any spiritual community where you have people around you that 
that you can turn to that can hold you up in those moments, lift you when you're not able to do it for yourself, you know, which is another aspect of compassion. Spiritual compassion is being able to lift others up when they can't hold themselves up in that moment. And mindfulness is one of the ways when we're present in the moment, that's our point of power. Mindfulness, being present in the moment, gives us the authority to be the captain of our own vessel to make conscious choices. And if we don't like the choices we made, choose again. Don't be a victim. And that's, you know, when when you've lived through through the years or through time, or even if you're a young person, this is not your first go around. Um, no. You're on some level an old soul that has yeah. been on this journey many times. And, you know, it's, it's really... Um, it's really powerful to take the space, take the time to be in a level of, of compassion. And it is a practice, whether you're in the grocery line, um, yeah. you know, you're six foot back or whatever, but you're in the grocery line and, you know, someone's just taking their time and, and they're not aware that you're even behind there, you know, right. and it's so easy to think, think like, really? Yeah. You, know, you realize that other people are like behind you and you're just in your own zone <laughs> or, but in a place of mindfulness and in that space, you can, there's so many directions that are beautiful and rich that you can go. Well, and right now, not, this is where I'm supposed may, to be. Yeah, you, and you there's a reason I'm being delayed. Yeah. Right. It's there's a reason I'm moment. being delayed and Oh, I'm supposed to meet this person. Well, I want to learn more about them, you know, or um, what if that were me and I was sharing something very important? Would I want the person behind me to be aggravated? There's so many seconds of energy to give that love, you know, to give that 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 space. And it is it's it's very, very powerful. Well, you are the uh, mindfulness um, guru, I believe. That has been uh, part of your mission and part of your passion um, it, since I've known you, you know, that you have really delved deep into that and deeper um, every year in, in the practice. And that's the interesting thing about all this around us. You know, people mm-hmm. go, how are you going? I, I know your wife is in New Orleans in the hurricane and um, one of your besties is the COO and she's in Houston and your other buddies in here, blah, 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 you know, how are you doing the hurricane and the COVID and the thing and, and not having church, but that, yeah, that's been your career. And, you know, it's like, yeah. it's like, I, my answer is just lots of great opportunities to practice. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it is. Lots practice, of opportunities practice, practice. to practice and really, really hold yourself to what you say all the time. Uh, to what you believe all the time. And yeah. if out of this comes a deeper belief system and it, it's like um, I read an article, you know, where so many people are talking about, you know, the, the awful about COVID. And of course there's the grace and the sadness of, of course, people that have died due to COVID, but there's also been a lot of things that have come from it. Uh, a renewing of marriages, a more greater dedication to children and to families and Mm -hmm. new careers have been born, uh, new insights um, Mm -hmm. that there's a, there's a long list about that. Yep. 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 And if you're, if you're willing to be present in the moment and and watch it go by, you'll know what's important and what to latch onto and what to let go, you know, in, in the lessons that they bring. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And, 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 and willing to be again, back into that art of being, um, yeah. so that you will be comfortable with uh, what you don't know. Cause that's where the richness is, is yeah. being comfortable with, um, the I don't know part, because what we know is what's created us up till now, at least the best I can see it. Yep. And and the future, you know, is in our hands. We we determine, but we don't have to know what it looks like. We, we have to know where we're going, but not how to get there. And the way that we do that is by continuing to stay spiritually grounded, anchored where we are, present in the moment, knowing there's something greater than us that's lifting us and calling us forward to what is next. We just have to fall into the call of gravity and let it lift us and carry us. We have a part to play, but we do it proactively, not reactively. We do it with faith and trust and love, not fear and doubt. And it it's every day. You yeah. know, I, I think oh, yeah. that's the great thing about life is you, you, it's not the dread of here I go again, growing. <laughs> it's the joy of I'm alive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm well, universal paradigms, grow or die. Mm-hmm. Grow or die. Absolutely. So everyone, um, tune in to DennisMerrittJones.com with two R's and two T's on Merritt. DennisMerrittJones.com. And you can tune in with me at Temple Hayes, Temple Hayes, Temple Hayes, (laughs) or from CMB Spiritual Campus. Um, Tune in to us or Illy, our institute. We, We love hearing from you and the reason that Dennis does what he does and shows up and, and that I do is, is we truly believe in the ability for us to become more awake um, for all of us. Uh, it's an ongoing, beautiful journey of somewhere between the dream state and the awake state. And this is, the, this is an amazing life. And um, it just gets better, really. I mean, I've, I've noticed that. I go on record and say that that life has gotten better all the time. And Dennis, I want to just say that my life is better because I know you. And oh, um, back at you, my friend. Thank you. And I was just delighted to uh, to learn and, and to witness a beautiful work. Thank you. Know you're loved and appreciated. Thank you for being with us. Thank you, everyone, for this incredible journey that we call life. And thank you for tuning in and making this show such a success. God bless you. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.